Personal Mastery is uh, underway and it is a Monday and that's how we kickstart the week by looking at issues that we are grappling with, issues that we need to deal with. Maybe some of them have been under the carpet, in the rug, in folders for too long. It's time to open those rugs, folders mm. and uh, push those beds aside and let's deal with the issues. Dr. Tebisoma Denji joins us as always and uh, a very, very interesting discussion this morning, Doc. Uh, simply put, is cheating on someone a form of abuse? Good morning. Good morning, family. How are you guys? We're doing good this Monday morning. How are you? Ah, I'm together. Thank you so much. Uh, so what Lovely. a difficult conversation we are having. Hey, mm. Very <laughs> difficult. It's something I've thought yeah. about like continuously. Yeah. Okay. So let's try and get through it. Nonetheless, when you are being cheated on, when you have been cheated on, you recognize the pain, the suffering, the loss of self-esteem, the loss of confidence, mm. the questioning and self-doubt that you go through. And it is absolute torture. You recognize the emotional impact of what the infidelity has done to you. But also you recognize that the symptoms that you might be going through, um, they also make you very fearful about uh trusting people about uh, going through with relationships in terms of letting other people or subsequent relationships going forward. So you actually would recognize that you would have the emotional response of somebody who is also a victim of emotional abuse. But the literature suggests that even though the emotional impact and the psychological impact on you might be similar to somebody who is going through physical and emotional abuse, it isn't mm-hmm. abuse. It isn't actually emotional abuse. And here are things that I would like to share. Then I would like to encourage people to just educate themselves, not just rely on the conversations that you're having, but go and find mm-hmm. out, read more about information. But here, if you've been in a relationship with somebody who's grown you and you're trying to figure out is this emotional abuse or not, there are three things that you need to consider. The first one is the motivation. What is the intention behind the infidelity. And when I'm talking about the motivation, you want to be clear about the fact that is it a once-off? Is it something that was situational? Is it something that was because somebody was drunk or somebody just walked there and made themselves available and the person didn't have the strength to be able to say no? Is it something that believes that, uh, some, something that your partner believes they're entitled to? Why not? Everybody was doing it. It was just a moment. This is how I make my deals. We go out and we do golfing and then women are there. If I don't, people are going to look at me. So think about the motivation behind Behind the action. Other types of motivation you might find that it's because of the difficulty that you're going through the relationship. There is whatever baggage that, that you guys are not handling and as a result the relationship is not in a good space. But look first at what is the motivation behind the infidelity. But then you need to make a decision about once I find this out, what am I going to do? Once mm. I find out what is happening and what is the reason behind it, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay or am I going to leave? The second mm. thing you want to look at is the circumstances. And I do mean the circumstances, particularly with regards to the anatomy of your conflict, the anatomy of your fight. Now, there are people who use cheating as a way to get back at you. And one of the Mm, things that mm, you know, mm. that if you're having strife in the relationship and you are going to introduce a third and a fourth party into our relationship, it actually diminishes our capacity to be able to resolve our issues amicably based on the two of us. And it might be in retaliation. And when that's the case, you want to find out 
if this circumstance keeps coming up and you need mm. to go to a third and a fourth party to try and uh, deal with the issues, can I trust that we actually have the capacity to be able to make it through whatever circumstances last through us that every number of relationship will go to? So if you are looking at the fact that we, 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 there's cheating, we make up, and then afterwards uh, we are okay, we work things out, but then we keep getting trapped in the same cycle, then you realize that is a form of emotional abuse because of you are not necessarily going to be able to, pre- to present such circumstances for coming up. Mm-hmm. But the way of yeah. dealing and using cheating as a weapon becomes a strategy. And then finally, yeah. the third one is, is it once-off is it, or is it repetitive? Because if it's a once-off, people make mistakes. Whatever the circumstances mm. and whatever the motivation might have been at the moment, people do make mistakes. Now, if sure. you think about it as being a once-off, you want to be able to be clear that you learn as much as you can because recognize that when such a thing happens, it is an opportunity for you guys to learn. It's a teachable moment yes. to learn about mm. how we deal with our issues, how we deal with conflict, how we communicate, whatever the situation might be. But then also, mm. how do we grow from it? But if it's repetitive, mm. then you are really moving on to cheating as a form of domestic abuse or, uh, or emotional abuse. I see, I see. So, Doctor, I mean, it seems like there really is a, a thin line, but is is it okay for one to simply say cheating is just a, a behavior of your partner that you don't like and appreciate um, as opposed to it being abuse? Because I think my understanding of abuse also includes your partner wanting to exert a level of power over yes. you so that yes. you're unable yes. to, you know, make your own decisions or whatever it is. Absolutely. You are making a very important distinction. So the, the component about it being abusive is where you recognize that it's not just about uh, more cheating with pearl over me. It's about the fact that he's actually exerting his power over me, making me aware that I am nothing. You need me and you are nothing without me. So that level of mm. knowing that your value or worth as an individual is nothing and this person believes that they have the power to be able to define it for you. Secondly, not only is this person exerting power over you, they are using the cheating to subjugate and controlling. And the control is an issue of, I know that you are cheating, it's a choice that you are making and I can't stop you are an adult. However, I want to leave, but for some reason, whatever choices you have to be able to exercise your own agency, to take back your own power, is being thwarted mm. by your partner because they're making you realize whatever options and possibilities you have to remedy the situation for yourself and put yourself in a healthy environment, they are actually interrupting and intervening and actually controlling what happens. So you can't talk mm. to your friend, you can't speak to anybody about it. They are like rubbishing your name and telling your reputation to make sure that if anybody's going to listen to you speaking about the fact that they are, you are feeling abused in the relationship or you're being shut apart, mm. they're going to think that you're the one who's crazy and you're not going to have yeah. any access to money, resources or cars or whatever else that might come with it. Mm. So the subjugation is there when it's abused. Thirdly, they actually demean you as inferior because of they are making you see that they are superior and you are nothing. They might talk about, yeah, if you didn't have the stretch marks, if you were not fat or if you had money. You know, I know men out there who are getting tenderized when I am to tender. If you had money, then I would be able to be with you. You are not the blesser. You don't have this. So they find a way to make sure that they use qualities about you to make you feel inferior, and that's how they're justifying the fact that they're cheating on you. And then finally, they inflict emotional and physical harm. And think about it in the sense that you are now afraid. You are now uh, questioning yourself. You are constantly in a sense of terror as a person, of, of uh, as a victim of abuse. You are also fearful of being able to venture out and trust other people with your truth. You are scared mm-hmm. to the level where you are silence and you're not able to speak about yourself even to be able to admit that what this person is doing to you is not okay and you deserve better
better. So all of those things is part of what we mean about emotional and psychological abuse. Now, you can have them as a result of infidelity if it's once off. And then you mm. find that you are able to recover and your partner is committed to making you guys as a couple and you particularly to him. However, if it is systematic, if it is repetitive, if it is continuous and you recognize that almost every two years or every leap year there's a cheating incident, then you realize that uh, it's actually a repetitive thing. And no matter what resolutions we make in terms of what we're learning from it, this is continuing to berate and, and belittle who you are. Then the violation in trust and even your own uh, belief in yourself is being eroded. Then you need to recognize sure. it as what it is, which is emotional abuse. Yeah. Doc, um, so many comments coming through and uh, I'm, I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking, gosh, do I ask my question? Because earlier you, you mentioned the issue of trying to establish why people cheat. And it's, the, it's yeah. an age old question, no doubt. I mean, why is it important mm. to find out the why? And, and while you just sort of mull over that, I want to throw in a couple of comments as well uh, coming through on social media. Uh, we've got here one from, uh, I think it's Diane. Diane says... Um, cheating is not an, a form of abuse, in my opinion. It's a form of disrespect for the person you're cheating on. You could just leave and save any form of abuse to develop. So that's one viewpoint. Um, another one is from Miss Kay. She says, cheating is definitely a form of emotional abuse, even more so when the person blames you for their infidelity. It damages your confidence and creates a feeling of insecurity that doesn't go away, no matter how great you may be as a person. Some compelling points coming through on either side of the continent. Uh, Doc, just your overall response to everything. Look, um, when it is a form of abuse, somebody wants to make it sound like it is your fault. They are doing it because of you. They are blaming you. And when you recognize the fact that it's actually mm. a personal choice, that person has got volition over their body, their mind, and whatever it is that they're doing. And if they're going to be able to correct it, they have to take responsibility for their action. And when that is being put on you, then you recognize that their decision to be able to not they faithful, they actually put you on for that reason. Then it's your choice to be able to make the next step in terms of leaving. But also when somebody wants to use the cheating to try and crush yourself to see whether that ah, you know, when I'm with that person, this is what it is that they've given me. And and, and, and rest assured that when you find out the motivation about why a person is cheated, there may be issues that are going to be highlighted about the fact that they got something there that they were not getting with you. And as a result, how has that shifted their positionality in terms of sure. your relationship with them? So it is important to have a conversation about why did you do it now let me put something out there when you want to understand the motivation for somebody to tell you why they are cheating they literally have to have the emotional maturity and the self-awareness and self-knowledge to recognize why they did it there are people out there who cheat because why not so you are trying to have an intellectual conversation to understand the bottom line about why they cheated. And they can have that conversation with you because they simply do not know. They will tell you about it was this, it was that. And you are looking for something deeper and you're not going to get it. So sometimes you want to have a conversation with somebody who's not capable of having it with you and you're actually going to have to say, this is what it is. It's not that deep. It is really not that significant. But the point is for me, it is unless I'm going to make my choice and stay or leave. And that decision is yours. You don't need to have a conference with a whole lot of your girlfriends and your mom and your sisters about it. If that is you and you're making a decision about your life, that is okay. It is important that when that has happened, you recognize the harmony that emotionally you're struggling 
or to find counseling so that you are healing. Because what we see is that when somebody is cheated on you and you've agreed to stay, you somehow end up turning into an abuser. You're the one who now puts them down, who criticizes, who starts retaliating, and you think by getting even it will make you feel better. It's not going to give you healing. So it is important that even though you are not the one who cheated, if you choose to stay, and even if you choose to leave, for you to find healing, you need to go for counseling to deal with what the damage, with what damage has been caused you. Mm. Sure. It is 8.55, Doc. Uh, we have a few seconds left, but here's another comment. And uh, I always want to put people's viewpoints uh, ahead of mine. I think it's so important. Ray says, abuse, uh, treat with cruelty, especially regularly or repeatedly. So cheating is a cruel act that negatively affects the other party emotionally. Um, that's just another viewpoint. Oh, and here's one very quickly, um, also from Miss K. Hey, she's on fire this morning, Doc. She says, and we can't even make an excuse for cheating, Batung. We are adults. When you cheat, you're definitely, you definitely know what you're doing. This thing of analyzing why a person cheated and giving excuses is just BS. Cheating cannot be a mistake. And those are just some of the comments. So in closing, Doc, um, I'm, no, I'm not asking you for a conclusion on, on, on the topic. I'm just simply saying, yes. uh, what would you like to leave us with? I would love Ms. K and people who want to dismiss something as simply black and white to consider the fact that life is never just black and white. And as you grow up and as you grow in relationships, you realize that there's a lot of unclearness, complexity, and gray areas about your life. It's not as simple as it is. And it is important for you to recognize why it is that you're more comfortable when you've got a, a, a clarity in terms of black and white. And when people are not in the black and white, why it puts you into overwhelm. Because what you want to do is be able to work through the things that keep you in arrest and then be able to find out ways of how to overcome them, especially when they don't fall into a little pigeonhole of black and white. It is possible to make it through a relationship and grow from cheating. It is also possible for people to make mistakes and cheat and then learn from them. And then also it is possible to be subjected to abuse by somebody who is a serial cheater and continuously blames you and wants to control and put you down. Recognize it for what it is. So the analytical part of it is about deepening your self-awareness, understanding the context, understanding your partner, and then knowing how to manage yourself and your relationship and how to move on from there. Dr. Tebiso Matenchi, thank you so much for your time. Um, very fascinating conversation, and hopefully one day we'll explore it a little further. But thank you for your time, and have a fabulous week. And have a good week to you and the listeners. Goodbye. Thank you, Dr. Tebiso Matenchi, once again on Personal Mastery, and we appreciate all your comments coming in. Yeah. All right, Sheesh. it's a wrap from us. Um, we're done. Have yourself a great Monday as we start mm -hmm. a new month and a new week. Um, tonight, I'm back on Trending Essay on SABC3. So for more interesting conversations on what's been trending and what's been going on, you can catch myself, my Blair, and Rufiul Mpakanyani at 6 p.m. on SABC3. <laughs> Make sure you mention Guti Chiefs anyway on the issues that are trending. I'm on Daily Teta this morning at half past 10 with Nicolette Mashile. And today we're looking at uh, farm murders um, in South Africa. There's been a campaign under the hashtag Bura Lives Matter. So we really want to explore explore that and the meaning and motive behind it all right from us it is a good morning it's a, a good, good day, day and, and good, good vibes, vibes.